you guys can have a seat. So I'm really excited tonight because instead of having to listen to me talk for 20 or 25 minutes, I have a guest for you to meet tonight. I want to introduce you to Gia. He's going to come forward at this time. Gia is from the Republic of Georgia. So give him a hand. I'm excited that he gets to be here. Come on up. And you, just look at that picture right there. Like, the, he is from this uh, country called the Republic of Georgia, a city called Lisi. And uh, it's a very special place because we have some friends from Calvary that are living there and, and working there and serving God there named David and Christy Chan. Some of you were probably like in elementary school and may or may not remember David and Christy. I just kind of a show of hands. Some of you must have been really little. How many of you remember David and Christy Chan? You must have been like really, really little. David visited our church a couple years ago and spoke at Calvary and stuff like that. Well, this is Gia, and I'm so excited that he can be here today. Gia, welcome tonight to Calvary Students. We're really glad that you can be here with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Feel free to come step right up here with me. Now, tonight you are going to get to hear, you're going to get to hear Gia. I'm going to introduce, I'm going to interview him a little bit later and ask him about the Republic of Georgia. Now, we got to get something straight, okay? This is not Georgia, United States, like Atlanta, Georgia, right? That's a a Georgia, far, far away Georgia. Yes, far, far away Georgia, other side of the ocean. Yeah, across the, a couple oceans, right? A couple oceans. Yeah, a couple oceans away. About 10,000 miles away. About 10,000, yeah, yeah, 10,000 miles away. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited to get to be here, and we are going, later on, a little bit later, I'm going to interview him. We're going to talk about the Republic of Georgia, what he and his wife do there. Uh, He'll introduce uh, his wife. He'll um, talk maybe a little bit about his family a little bit later. But, you know, what, today I had lunch with Gia today and his wife, and he shared with me his testimony, like how God brought him to know Jesus. And I was so blessed by it. I'm so thankful that he can share um, his testimony with us tonight. So, Gia, this is your time. This Thank is you. a privilege and a joy for me to be here among you, uh, my friends. And by the way, you pronounced my name pretty well. If you pronounce my surname, there will be a special reward in heaven. Okay, brother. what's your surname? Bakhtadze. Bakhtadze. Say that one more time. Bakhtadze. Bakhtadze. I'm telling you that, that's pretty cool. Bakhtadze. That's pretty good. Yes, yes. A special <laughs> reward in heaven for pronouncing Bakhtadze name Bakhtadze. properly. <laughs> anyway, there is my wife over there. Hi, Nino. Salami. Would you? Nino, she's back Add there. Add the here to Nino. This is a, my, my better half, uh, so better half of mine. So, uh, well, Sagamom Shvidobisa. That's an easy, right? Um, good evening uh, in Georgian. You know, we will be all speaking in Georgian in heaven. Oh, I better get That's practicing. That's we Georgians. But you better start now learning because it will take you all your life <laughs> to learn the language so, you, so you're able to, able to communicate in heaven, okay? Uh, well... You know, I was born in 1980, which means that I was born in a country that was called USSR, a Soviet Union, that included 15 republics. Yeah, there is a, there is a Beatles album actually, Born in USSR. I don't know if you know or not, but anyway, uh, so, and when I was 11, in 1991, that country stopped existing. It felt apart. And uh, what it caused, uh, a crush of economy and life, basically, everywhere. So the same way in Georgia. And uh, being a teenager in the 90s, being a student, high schooler, and then a university student, 
There was nothing really working in the country. The life was broken, gray, uh, black and white. We had no jobs, no hope. I studied law. It's kind of cool, isn't it? Well, there was no chance, not a single one, for me to get any kind of job. Unless you have some good money to pay some bribes or good connections, I had none of that. So, um, and being a student, being a lawyer, lawyer, future lawyer, I mean, uh, we, lived in a, we lived a life where there's a high corruption, a lot of crime, a lot of crime. Police was um, one of the biggest crimes in, our, in my country at that time. So there were three things that were, they meant everything to me. Uh, it was uh, rock music, uh, the 60s and 70s, British classic rock music, some of the classic hard and art rock bands uh, like Pink Floyd or um, Deep Purple. My, my favorite one is uh, um, uh, Led Zeppelin, though. Led Zeppelin and King Crimson, those two. And uh, I had a girlfriend that I thought was everything for me at that time. And, um, and also we were involved in something called, it was a religious group that called Hare Krishna. It's one branch of Hinduism. So that this black and white gray reality, we, have, we didn't have electricity at home. We didn't have heating at home. We had really literally nothing. I remember myself being a teenager standing the whole night at line just to get bread to buy bread because everything was crushed, paralyzed, uh, everything. So um, this was life and we tried to escape the gray reality. And then one day a friend of mine uh, invited me to a, some strange group. He called them, hey, let's go to Hallelujahs. And the Hallelujahs, what kind of Hallelujahs? Well, there's a, there turned out to be a student Bible study group that uh, was just meeting once a week, studying the Bible. They were inviting their non-believer non friends. And that's where we went. And uh, I liked the people right away, uh, but I did not like the message right away. Because what, what is this only Jesus idea? This is why only Jesus and Hare Krishna uh, ideas, you know, they, they teach you that there are always will bring you to the same God. Just of course they say we offer you the closest way. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, so what about others? What about other religions, etc.? That's all my, my thoughts at that time. But I like the people. And I saw in their eyes something I knew I don't have. And that's, um, I knew that do not have the same emptiness that I was feeling so deeply in my heart, in my life. You know, you, you put your headphones on and you listen to rock music, you try to escape. But then it stops, you have to go get back. You know, you are back into this black and white reality. And so what, what do we live for? What, what is the purpose and the meaning of nothing? There is no meaning. But I didn't see the same emptiness in their eyes. That was bothering me. I was wondering whether it doesn't have to do with this idea of only Jesus and a real Jesus. Jesus that is as much real as we are. We can touch each other, each other, right? We see each other. We hear each other. And Jesus as much real. This was strange. So anyway, for about a year, we went to the Bible studies. We criticized the Bible studies and you know, questioned everything we could. Well, we did not know that they were calling us vampires, not in face, uh, you know, after we were gone, <laughs> the vampires came. So anyway, when we were calling them Hallelujahs, not in face, of course, we didn't want to offend. They became our friends. But anyway, one day at a summer uh, camp, summer uh, student camp that we were invited, great, you know, great time of visit, a wonderful time. We did not, we don't spend more than two, three hours to sleep at night because we just wanted to talk and visit, you know, didn't want to waste time. But one of the boring Bible studies, one of the very boring Bible studies, I believe it was either July 4th or 5th, one of those two days in 1999, 
Jesus just touched my heart. I was trying to keep my eyes away from the leader. That's how it works. You know, you try to keep your eyes away from the leader, get a little nap. As long as he doesn't see you, you're fine. If he, see, if he sees you, then you're not fine. So anyway, that's what I was trying to do there. And then Jesus just touched my heart. I, I suddenly believed. I just believed this is all true. I just believed Jesus is real. I believed Jesus is the only one, the, the real God. And I suddenly started to feel his presence in my life. And uh, I did not tell non, non, uh, to my non-believer friends, nor to my believer leaders, to my uh, friends. For two months, I tried to pray, tried to read the Bible, had no idea how to. But after two months, I was convinced this is all true. Jesus is real. Anytime I tried to say a word to Jesus, I was feeling his presence and he was taking away this emptiness in my heart. He was taking away this emptiness, filling it with love, with purpose, with peace, with uh, happiness. I, I felt his uh, presence in my life. So after two months when I shared, uh, my non-believer vampire friends look at me thinking he got sick on his head, <laughs> you know. And then and my, my believer friends started to cry and I'm thinking, what? What's going on? Why are you guys crying? So I just simply turned to my non-believer friends. I said, you know what? Now I know it's all true. Jesus is real. He changed my life. And since then, I got involved in the student ministry. It was just a natural desire of my heart to share the simple truth that Jesus is real. And if he, if he is, then your reality is not gray. Your reality is not black and white anymore. He changes your reality. He changes your life. He brings colors to your life. He brings future to your life. He brings purpose, meaning. He just transforms it completely. That's what I, I experienced. Uh, about, is, is it now 17 or 19, 18 years ago, 19 years ago today. So since then I got involved in the student ministry Voluntarily, I started, and God actually gave me a future. I started to work as a lawyer afterwards for about a year, and then I became on staff with Incher Varsity. That was the student group that I became Christian through, and and then uh, later on we planted the church, not with Incher Varsity, another missions agency. So anyway, Jesus is real. I experienced that simple truth, and that truth changed my life. Uh, and I wanted to share the truth with others. That's simple. It's not simplistic. It's simple. It's very simple. It's not simplistic. It's not on surface. That goes back to deepness of our heart, of our lives, and it transforms it. It changes it. it changes everything, really. I remember how it was without Jesus. Mm. I remember drinking, uh, remember having marijuana. I remember listening to rock music, trying to escape, really, in, in the relationship with a girlfriend that I had, trying to escape this gray reality. And they found out that she has the same kind of relationship with another guy whom we thought we are friends with. None of us knew about it. And he was smarter than I. He realized there's something wrong. And he's telling me that one, one evening. I remember that. I don't want to go back. Never. Because uh, it is not black and white with Jesus in you, with Jesus in your heart, with Jesus in your life anymore. Yeah, thank you. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I love, I love it. I have, you've, kind of already, you've kind of already said it. You've already said it, but I want to ask you. So if I'm a student, if I'm here, and life is black and white, like you said, it's colorless. I'm here. Sometimes I don't want to be here. I don't really know if I know God or have a relationship 
with God and life is missing something mm-hmm. inside. Like I'm, I'm missing something in my life. There's a void and I'm trying to fill it with um, fun, people, video games, uh, pleasure, um, whatever can distract us, right? But then at some point we have to admit that there's still this emptiness inside. If I'm that student, what do you say to me, Gia? Well, uh, that's what I will say to you. That's what I will say to you. Do not try to fill your life, your heart with the fake meaning, with the fake purpose, with these escapes, the, the, the fake escape doors, because you are getting back. And this is all temporary. This is not real. And I'm not saying that games are bad. Right. I'm not saying the sport is bad. Right. I'm not saying that healthy relationships are bad. I'm not saying that. But if you're trying to find, to fulfill your inner emptiness, your deep, deep, deep need that only is created and designed that the way that God can meet it, Jesus can meet it, with other things that you will never be satisfied. There is no true satisfaction. There is no true meaning. There is no true purpose without Jesus. And, you know, we can, uh, we can speak hours and days and, and years about that, but until you actually make a step yourself, until you actually ask Jesus, Jesus, I want to get to know you. I want to, I want to experience your presence in my life. I want to open you. I'm opening my heart to you. Please come in. There is no meaning in this life. It's gray. It's dark. It's broken. I don't understand my parents. I don't understand. There is no good friends in my life. There is no one who accepts me. There is no one who likes me. Or however bad it is, until you, your own, you, yourself, make this step to Jesus and ask him, you will not experience it. Uh, because at that point... He touches your, he, he, he does it. He, he'll touch your heart. But, you know, it's like explaining how, about the beautiful picture of Leonardo da Vinci. as one of the most coolest painter in the history of humankind. It's, uh, like um, uh, any, any of his pictures, really. I've seen one of his paintings, only one, in Washington, D.C., in museum. Anyway, you can explain the beauty of the, of the picture. It is beautiful. You can, if I'm, if I'm a professional, which I'm not, you can explain this, uh, this, uh, the, the colors, you know, the way he uses, the way he uses the shades. So, but until you actually get to see it yourself, you will never know how it is. Mm-hmm. You will never know the beauty of it. So um, Jesus says, uh, uh, Revelation 3.20, I'm standing, this is my paraphrase, I'm standing and knocking the door, of, and whoever opens I will enter and we will have a meal together, mm. which means a close, close relationship, such a relationship that you will never give up. You'll never, never change for anything else until he, he, clo- he, he knocks, until you open, he will not break down this, this, uh, this door. So Man, that's what I would say. Yeah. I just, I love that. And here's why I'm going to listen. So I grew up, I would call myself a churchy. Uh-huh. Okay, I grew up in church. Like mm-hmm. days old, I was in church, mm-hmm. and I've been in church my whole life. Mm-hmm. But I clearly remember a point in my life where it wasn't just about going to church like a churchy. Yes. It was there was a love for God. Yes. He filled me with a love for Him that I didn't even know I could have. Mm-hmm. But he touched my heart, and I just love it. And so, you know, I want to say to you students that are here, hey, listen. Every single one of us in this room is maybe at a different place in our walk with God. Maybe we don't have a walk. Maybe we don't, we don't know Jesus at all. Everybody here is in a different place. Some of us 
walk with God, know Jesus. Some of us are far from him and don't know him at all. But just like you said, yeah, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone would open the door, I will come in and dwell with him and eat with him. That's the relationship God wants to have with you. And hey, listen, sometimes let's just kind of be honest. We sit here and maybe there's just kind of a, a dryness or a deadness inside, but Jesus wants to have a relationship with us. That's amazing. That's incredible. You know what's ironic? That he's actually addressing a church. He's addressing a church with those words. There were seven churches at that mm, time yep. in the beginning, the apostolic church, the first century. There are seven churches, and one of those churches, Jesus addresses those words. All of them considered as some Christians. All of them were churchy. You know, they, they, uh, they know how, what does it mean. They heard at least. So they have some kind of connection. But yet it's possible to being churchy, to going, to belong to that tradition, or go to church, or I don't know, know a lot, but yet not know Jesus personally. Mm. And that's the key. That's the heartbeat of Christianity. That's the most precious. That's the pearl. Opening your heart, mm. the, the doors of your heart and the doors of your life. Uh, to Jesus, to invite him personally. It is always a personal choice. It is always a person. No parent can pass it on to, to a child. No grandparent can pass it on to a they, they may share great values and bring you to the church, but eventually at the end, it is you uh, saying yes to him, saying yes to Jesus. This door only opens from the inside, not from the outside. Have you nice. noticed? It only has an inside do door, door knob. Yeah. Or not. yeah, right, yeah. right. You can't open it from the outside. Jesus can, but he doesn't want to. He does not want to break that door. And there is nothing more precious. There is nothing more beautiful. There is nothing more valuable. Uh, it brings fullness in the life. He brings fullness in the life. And he said, I am the life and the yes. way. Um, uh, and the truth. That's yes. What he says. yes, love it, love it. Hey, let's come sit down here for a moment. Yes, okay. and uh, we're gonna look through some slides that we have on the screen for you, and we're gonna sit down here. So um, I don't know if you, it would be a little tough for you to see if I know, but uh, I can, um, see. can you see I a little bit? See. Okay, yes, good. So we, got, yes. so we got a PowerPoint here that we're that's, gonna... That's our flag, by the way. Nice flag, nice right? Flag. Five crosses. I like Red the flag. I wish it would reflect the reality, the spiritual reality of my nation. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so yeah. hey, just talk to us a little bit about... Uh, the Republic of Georgia. I know you have some, a few slides to show us and, and different things like that. I'd love to, we'd love to hear about just the country. We, yes. I, okay, can't, wait, I, don't, well, I already showed the map. I kind of spoiled it. I was going to ask if you all knew where the Republic of Georgia was, but before you saw the map, did you, raise your hand if you already knew where the Republic of Georgia was located. Yeah, okay, good. I believe about half of you. Great. All right. No, I'm it's just somewhere, somewhere in the south of Australia. No, right? There you no, go. South, south Australia. Australia. That's yeah. about right. A little yeah. southwest of Australia. Yeah. It's Australia. Yeah. All right. No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so um, this is my beautiful family, my wife and our three kids. Um, our, you, you see the names Gia, Nino. Nino is the name of my wife. Sally is our daughter. And then uh, Andrea is our middle son. He's eight. Timote is four. Uh, nice. He's our younger pirate. Nice. And uh, yeah, uh, the country of Georgia is a uh, beautiful little country. It's about the size of the South Carolina. Okay. And the population is, uh, that's where it is, by the way, on the global map. It's in the Eurasia continent. And some actually divided on two continents. But anyway, Eurasia 
and it's uh, uh, right on the crossroads, and really historically always connecting the north and south and the west and east. So like trading points and some political, it was an important dot on the map. So, and that's the reason why enemies, primarily, well, first it was Persians from the south. If you look just straight south, but not right here, right away, but anyway, uh, there is an Iran, which was used to be a Persia, and then uh, Mongols, and then uh, Turks, they were coming and destroying and taking us over pretty successfully, but not very successful in keeping us, you know, for forever and making us Islamic nation. So Georgia is an orthodox uh, country. Have you ever heard about orthodoxy, orthodox church? Yeah, so uh, you know a lot probably about Catholic Church, right? And Catholic Church background. But anyway, Orthodox is also one of the traditional churches, but not Catholic. Uh, it's, it has its own path, its own ways. And Georgia was the second country in the history that accepted Christianity as a state religion in the beginning of fourth century. Mm. And the first Orthodox country, because the first, uh, yeah, because the, before Georgia was only Armenia, which took a different kind of path. Anyway, today, even today, there are so many buildings and churches. This is, this is the capital, the red dot, you see the Belisi. And so we have a Black Sea coast, and it's beautiful. Uh, we have beautiful mountains, high ski resorts, several ski resorts, and plus the beach and, and you know, lots of... Uh, uh, resorts on, on the sea, uh, sea coast. And uh, the Belize, the population of Belize is about a million and a half, and that's where we live, and that's where we started the church, the planted the church about 10 years ago. We can continue uh, the slides. Yeah, this is the, our flag and the coat of arms and uh, some facts about. Yeah, you can read it. I can read it here. How many miles? <laughs> it is 60,000 square kilometers, which makes it however many miles. Anyway, um, and uh, can we continue, please, the slides? This, some of the mountains, this church is a pretty old church, and uh, one, the second highest peak. People, millions of tourists come to Georgia to see and to climb and to ski at those mountains. And we, we can con continue just as, as I speak. Yes, this is Belisi, a beautiful city, ancient city. Belisi was founded as a city the, um, in the, the end of the fifth century. So 1,500 years ago. The history of Georgia, uh, it starts from starting from 3,000 years ago, and then 1,700 years of that 3,000 is a is a where it started to be a Christian. Uh, traditionally, it, it doesn't mean that everyone is committed to Jesus and dedicated to Jesus anyway. So we have a lot of ancient churches, a lot of ancient monasteries. Some of the, the oldest church in the country is in the middle of Tbilisi, in the downtown. And it's fifth century old. Do, do you imagine just touching the stones that are that old? They were mm. there for 1,500 years. Mm. And so orthodoxy, because of that, means for Georgians everything. It's not just a, your matter of preference. You know, you want to be orthodox, that's fine. I will be an atheist or agnostic. No, there is no, it's fine. You have to be an orthodox if you are a Georgian. That's how they view. That's how, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> yes, the, how they think. Uh, so uh, if you are a Georgian and are not an Orthodox, then um, that's a big problem. You are a betrayer. So that's how they view us, for example, me and my wife and many other believers. So I said that, well, 10 years ago, we started the church in the capital. Let's say it's called Savior's Bible Church. Besides the church, the Savior's Bible in the capital, we do uh, ministry among refugees. We had a war with Russia. Who will want to have a war with Russia? That's one of the neighbors, north neighbors we have. That is not fun to be a neighbor with. And we had a war five days, 55,000 refugees, Georgians. So, and that's one of the places called Khurbaleti. 
the villages that were built for refugees, and that's mm -hmm. where we do ministry, a lot of ministry. We have uh, studied the Bible studies among high schoolers and teenagers and among adults with them. We try to bring them hope. One of the things you learn about refugees immediately, no hope. There is mm -hmm. no hope. Drunk people, 12 o'clock p.m., you know, um, 1 o'clock p.m., so often, young fathers, fathers are either absent or alcoholics. Mm -hmm. Their kids grow up without necessary attention, let me put it, so non-necessary medical care, non-necessary education, no nothing what they need. So bringing them true hope, that's what our really heart is. That's our church, by the way, Savior's Bible Church. It's not a big church. You are used to big churches, and that's a huge, huge blessing. Uh, we consider a big church, a church that exceeds 75. Mm. That's a big church. If, if, if it's a 200 people, that's a mega church. Two, 200 be mega church, right? Yes, and then a 500 like people. Let me just say, I like that number, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and 500 <laughs> people is a super hyper mega church for us. Mm. You know, it's all small in Georgia. Evangelical Christians, Bible-believing Christians, are about between seven and 8,000 people in the whole country. Wow. The, the population is little under 4 million. So, so we, four million, yes, seven to eight thousand yes, Christians total, among total, four everyone, million. Everyone, all, all evangelical Christians, wow. all evangelical groups, yes. So we're, that's the society. We don't have a lot of persecution in terms of you know violations or, but but uh, they try to limit our rights in any ways, and, and and people are resistant to the gospel. But God is the one who opens doors. Mm. Yes, uh, and this is a little bit more our church. Can we go uh, continue, please? We'll see what do we have there. One of the pictures with the churches and the patriarch, that will be the interesting one to see for you. As I think it was earlier. Uh, yes, before then. This is another village, Frazetti, another refugee village. You see their kids? Is that, that's, a, that's a Christmas. Uh, yeah, go before, before, more, 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 go, 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 go. Yes, this is it. This is, that's the way Georgian Orthodox churches look like. On the, on the right side, in the, in the below corner, you see the statue of the king that founded the city 1,500 years ago, Georgi Sakadze. And then uh, the churches, the, on the right side, the, those two churches are 10 century old. Wow. They were building, and it's 1,000 years that they are standing there, you know. And then the other one uh, on the left is the, the tallest Orthodox church in the whole continent of Eurasia. That's a message we are trying to prove, prove all the world that we are the, the most. And unfortunately, because they, our nation puts their trust into tradition and past, they, they, they forget about the main, the most important, put their trust into Jesus, a living God, instead of the, uh, death tradition. When we and were at lunch you. today, you were telling me that um, in, in the Orthodox Church, that tradition um, trumps everything. Tradition is yes. over everything, so yes. it's it's over even God's word. Yes, they don't um, they don't let you read the God's word. The priests tell their people, do not touch it. Why? Because you'll read it individually, you'll get it wrong, you'll fall into heresy. Only we have the church has to tell you. But church, they are under, they they don't have any uh, knowledge of the God's word, and they don't teach it, unfortunately. So burning candles, praying to icons, uh, doing some other rituals, uh, that's all it is for them. But in terms of commitment, they are very, they, they'll die for it. Mm. They'll die for it. And uh, they, this is the head of the church, the head of the Orthodox Church, the patriarch, the old man on, on the right left corner. And his word is God's word in our country. Mm. Whatever he says, you've got to blindly believe. You don't question it. You don't criticize it. You don't analyze it. You mm. just do what he says.
Mm. Unfortunately, he does not preach uh, the gospel. Unfortunately, he doesn't point people to Christ. Uh, and unfortunately, it's not spiritually focused, but power and money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we have a little bit of time left, and I want to just yes. ask you, okay. um, how, can we, um, how can we pray for you in your ministry? How can we, how can we uh, what are some of the needs that you have in your ministry, and, mm -hmm. and how can we pray for you as you prepare to return home next week to continue doing the work that God has called you to do? Yes, uh, first thing, just pray for a revival in our nation, in our country. Pray that God would tear down the idols our nation is following very, very committedly. So pray for a spiritual true revival as first. The second, pray that God would lead us in the ministry. There are some next steps that decisions we need to make to show us clearly where does he wants to see us next in our life and use us in developing leaders and um, uh, in preaching the gospel and planting churches. That's great. Well, I would like to just take a moment to pray for you then. Thank you. I'm going to ask Thank Nino you. if you would come up to the front, and we're going to take a moment to pray for you. If you guys could, can you help me really quick, Jaden? Let's just get this table and just put it right up here. If you would just lift that up. And I'm going to ask Nino and um, Yia. Yes. Bakhtazdi. Am I getting close. better? You're close, brother. Can you stand right here? Okay. Stand right here. Okay. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Okay. I'll keep practicing it. Hey, and I'm going to ask any of you Calvary students, especially some of you older students, if you'd like to come up and just lay a hand on them and pray with them, just please feel free to come up at this time now. I know we won't all fit up here, but we just want to show our love to you, that we're with you, that we're supporting you. We're, we want to see God do great things in Georgia to bring revival, to break down walls, barriers, and see a great revival that people will come to know um, the true saving power of Jesus and how he changes and transforms lives. That Jesus is not bound by tradition. He transforms hearts personally. All right? Let's pray. God, we want to thank you so much for Yia and, um, and Nino, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would uh, bring revival to this nation, the Republic of Georgia. God, you, you have them in mind. You know them. You know who are the believers in this nation. You know the people working, the pastors, the missionaries that are serving faithfully amongst uh, the people, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would bring this great revival, bring this revival that they're asking for to the nation, to the hearts of people. We pray for the older generation that lives there, Lord, the older people in tradition, and, Lord, that this tradition has, has blinded them from the truth of your love and the relationship with you. Lord, break down these walls. We pray for the young people, the young teenagers and the young adults, the children, the young people in Georgia, that they would um, find purpose and hope and meaning in the gospel, life change um, that comes from knowing you, Jesus. We pray for them that, that they would hear the knock at their hearts to know you, God. I pray, Lord, for um, the leaders of, of these churches, of these uh, Orthodox churches, Father, that you would, um, that you would um, break hearts that are hard before you, God. Lord, I pray, uh, Lord, for, um, for Gian, uh, Nino's children, Lord, as they grow and as they're in school, Lord. You know their hearts. You know their needs, Lord. I pray that you would Watch over them while their parents are here in the United States. Take care of them, Father. And Lord, we pray that you would give them uh, wisdom in the days ahead as they have decisions to make about ministry and where you're leading. 
and where you're calling them, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would just continue to provide for them, provide for them in every way in their work, their service, their ministry to you, God. And may they get to see great things happen, Lord, as they are just your laborers submitted to you, God. May they get to witness you doing great things amongst the people as they go back home and continue to serve in the year ahead, God. Lord, I pray that they would see things happen in the next few months, Lord, that would only be described as a move of God, that it'd be so powerful that it would only be you, God, that could ever get the credit for the work that you're doing through them and through their desire to serve you, God. We love you, God, and we ask you to bless them, Lord, as they serve you with their lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for being with us today and for visiting with us. Hey, will you guys just give them a hand just as a way to say thank you again for sharing with us tonight, for being with us and sharing with us tonight. Man, it's just amazing. Hey, listen, students, like one of the things we want you all to know, like we, we want you to always know that God is not, um, he's not an American God. He's a global God. Do, he's God uh, that is doing things on, in, in the entire world amongst all nations, amongst all peoples. And we want you to know that God is at work all over the world like that, all right? Okay, so check this out. I need you to reach down and I need you to find your one week in top 10, all right? <clears throat> all right, you got it? All right, cool. So open it up. We got some exciting things to talk about. On the front page, you see a hashtag that you can start to use. And I'm going to quickly burn through a one weekend top 10. If you are going to one weekend and, uh, and have one of these, pull this out. If you are going to one weekend and don't have one, just raise your hand and somebody who isn't going to one weekend can give one to you, okay? So if you're not going to one weekend, just pass that to somebody who needs it so they can follow along. And here we go. No, anybody need one? Does anybody need one here? Anybody? Okay, okay. All right, here we go. Number one, the first, this is, these are the top 10 things that you need to know for one weekend. The top 10 things that you need to know. If you know these 10 things, you are going to have a great weekend. Okay, here we go. Number one, pray. We want you to take some time to pray tonight tomorrow and Friday as you wake up and start your day. You can pray for the speakers, for the worship band, for your group leaders, for the other students that are going to be in your groups. But listen, here's what I want you to do. Watch, look, eyes right here just for a second. All right. What I want you to do is to go into this weekend praying. Pray. Okay. Number two, read. Be in God's word. If you don't know what to read, read Psalm 139, verse 23 and 4. It says, search my heart, O God. That's a great prayer to pray going into this weekend. God, will you search my heart? That's a great prayer to pray going into one weekend. And so if you don't know what to read this week, listen, read before going into one weekend. Number three, be ready to worship, all right? So number three, be ready to worship. You can follow Portraits, our worship band, on Instagram at Portraits Music, or you can also follow them on Spotify and check them out, all right? And that's a picture of them. So you may remember them last year because last year they were called, anybody remember? Who said that? All right, look at that girl. They were, last year they were called Wellhouse. Well, they have new band members. The lead guy is still the same lead guy. The girl singer is still the same. And they have a new band name there called Portraits Music. And you can still find them on Spotify and on Instagram. Follow them. They are awesome. Roy, the lead guy, he's awesome. If you comment, he'll comment back. And he loves McCallum. He loves this event, okay? Number four, pack. Pack. 
There is a packing list here, okay? You need to bring, you need to bring $8 for one meal, okay? If you don't bring $8, we're not going to let you starve. All your other meals are covered, but make sure you bring at least $8 for one meal, and we'll get, make sure that you're taken care of, all right? Bring a Bible, not your phone. Bring a Bible and a pen. Bring a sleeping bag, pillow, casual clothes, comfortable clothes, personal hygiene items. Bring some wreck clothes. Bring some clothes to play and to change into. Bring snacks for your host home, clothes for Sunday morning church. And here's just a little tip. Unless you like sleeping on hard, cold floor, you may want to find an air mattress at Walmart for about $8. Here's another tip, okay? Don't get the king size one. It won't fit in the house you're going to stay in, okay? Get a twin, all right? You don't need the king size unless you're going to share, all right? Pack. Number five, meet your small group leaders. If you open up your little pamphlet all the way to this side right here, you can see all of the leaders. Aren't they good looking? Ay, que chulos. Que chulos. If you don't know what that means, chulo means, chulo means cute. I'm just saying, oh, they're so cute. So we asked them to send us a picture that we can use. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, we didn't know we had all these models. Man, look at these guys. Wow. All right. So there you go. Uh, you see everybody there. They look awesome. And you see Hannah and I. I had to put Hannah and I in there. You see us right there, okay? We're there, all right? Okay. All right. So meet your leaders. They are excited about leading you this weekend. Uh, listen, here's the deal. This is key to having a great weekend. Listen to them. Appreciate them. They are here to serve you. Get to know them. They're going to be awesome, okay? Number six. Number six. Here we go. Do not come to Calvary on Friday evening. I know every year I get a text that's like, hey, I'm here, but like nobody's here. Where is everybody? Are we having one weekend? Like, yeah, there's like 500 people. Where are you? And they're, they're here at Calvary. All right. So nowhere to go. You're going to get dropped off at BT McAllen. The address is there for your parents if they need it. Show up on time between 6 and 6.45. If you show up after 7, listen, shh. If you show up after 7, you'll, worship will already be starting and we'll have trouble kind of getting you checked in and all that. Show up on time. You have a 45-minute window to get there. And you see that there's a photo in your little pamphlet. For the last three years, you have gone to the children's building, Right? Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go to the children's building. We put a photo in here. Eli went to, the, to BT to take this picture himself, all stalker. He was in the parking lot. Uh, they're, they're, they must have been like, security, security, security. There's a man taking a picture of the pavilion and swimming pool. Please come. But he was in the parking lot taking a picture so that you all would know where to go, okay? So please, please go to the pavilion down that sidewalk, the pavilion's right next to their swimming pool, okay? Go to the pavilion, check in there. Understand? Good. Okay. Number seven, get to know your host homes. Know them, serve them. Listen, your host home, number seven, your host home is, sorry, I left the picture. Your host home is special. It's not your house, unless your parents are host homes. <laughs> it's not your house, it's not your room. So take care of the host home that you're in, okay? Number eight, number eight, check out the schedule. Check out the schedule. On the back side is the schedule of events, everything that your parents want to know. 
like what's going on, all right? And very important, make sure that you eat dinner before you show up. Make sure that you eat dinner before you show up on Friday night. There's the little dude. He's happy because he ate dinner. If you get there at 6.45, be like, uh, uh, sir, sir, I just want to know, when's dinner? <laughs> I'll be like, I don't know, man, okay? So, eat dinner before you come. Check out the schedule. The schedule's here, okay? All right, number nine, number nine. Check out the weekend theme. This, week, this year's theme is called Victory, and it's from the verse that says, Therefore, now we are more than conquerors, those who are in Christ Jesus, okay? All right, and number 10, the last one, check out the merchandise table, okay? And I'm thankful for all of these BT models that I asked for photos for, and you can see kind of your T-shirt stuff there, okay? If you... Uh, if you does they, wait, does anybody know any of these people on the screen? That you know a few of them. Be like, you can you can just tell them. My my youth pastor showed your picture on the screen because you were wearing a one weekend shirt. I want to get one. It's nice. Thank you. All right. Okay. So, all right. So listen, listen. Um, there will be some one weekend merch. T-shirts start at like ten dollars. If you want to get a shirt, make sure you bring that. Okay. And, uh, and it's going to be a great weekend. Caps, t-shirts, girl shirt, guy shirt, whatever. Okay, so it's going to be awesome, all right? Okay, lastly, okay, um, uh, we're going to dismiss right now. And what I want you to do is I want you to circle up on the gym floor somewhere. You don't even have to sit. Just circle up. You're going to spend about five, five, six minutes or so with your C groups. Circle up. Talk with your group. Maybe share something you're excited about or looking forward to with one weekend. And then after church for a few minutes here, after we dismiss at 8... We'll be at the table here. If you need to turn in money, if you need to turn in forms, listen, here's the thing. We got 90 students registered, okay? I know that I don't have 90 medical consent forms, okay? So make sure that you take a medical form home and bring it back if you have not taken one yet. Turn in your medical form, okay? You can bring it day of, but you have to show up with it, okay? Um, I don't think that I have payment for 90 people yet, so if you need to turn in some money, you can do that today. You can also do it on Friday, but I'd rather you do it today, all right? And, uh, and if you want to come by and just check on how things are. Um, last thing is, after you circle up and finish tonight, you can also go to this table over there, that white table. If you're a guy, that's the guy's table over there. This table over here is the girl's table, and you can look at your host home assignment. You can see your host home assignment. Host homes were very challenging to do this year, especially for girls. So check out your host home. Tell me what you think. I'll do my best to work with you, but no promises, especially if you registered late. There's no promises for those who registered late, okay? So make sure you check that out. Every host home is full, okay? Every host home is full. I want to work with you if I can, all right? Okay, so host homes, girls, guys' houses, guys' host homes. If you need something to turn in, something to take, come see us at the table after you spend the next few minutes in your small group, okay? Listen, here's the thing. If you are a visitor today, if you're a visitor today and don't know how to find your group, come see me right now and I will help you find the group that you're going to meet with right now, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Circle up really quick, quick across the gym. And then we'll be finished tonight.